everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It is July 20th. It's 2021. And we have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my good buddy, fresh and back from vacation, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? I need a vacation from this vacation I just took. <laughs> Isn't it always how it works? <laughs> yeah, it just makes me funny every time someone says that. And then my vacation, I drove, I was in the car for about 60 hours. So, yeah, I actually, I, I need, <laughs> came back and immediately two podcasts today and four more this week. So, it feels good to be back working, back in full swing of things, but. Yeah, I'm still exhausted. <laughs> yeah, man. It's um like you said, I need a vacation after my vacation. So um yeah. Ready to jump into this slate. We got 13 games, a lot to talk about. You know, this one, you know, for it seems like for like the second straight day, you know, we talked about it yesterday a lot with Will. We don't have a ton of pitching options. Um so it'd be interesting to see how this one. I mean, we out. have yeah, we have some pitching options. Is just like we have good pitchers and bad spots, and bad pitchers and good spots, and that's pretty much it. Right. No, for sure. All right, we start with Miami at Washington. We got Rogers against Espino. Um, Espino, I guess, is how it's pronounced. Uh, this game has a seven and a half total. It opened at seven and a half. It's already up to nine. Um, and Miami is a slight favorite. Any interest here in Rodgers? I don't think so. I don't think I could pay 10K for Rodgers here. I mean, going up against Washington is an all right matchup, but they're not really a high strikeout matchup. I mean, the projected lineup we have at a 13% K rate over on plate IQ going up against lefties. Granted, a lot of small sample size stuff. But just not overall big strikeout lineup. Rogers never know how late he's going to go in the game. And he's 10K with a 4.3 implied run total against him playing in a big ballpark downgrade. And it's 85 degrees outside. So I have really no interest in Rogers at that price tag. Yeah. Um, I mean, the price is the, the biggest concern. Plus, like this team just doesn't strike out a lot against left-handed pitching. So um, that that's where my biggest concern is you know we don't have a ton of pitching options on the slate but i mean he's 10k and then espino espino on the other side i don't know he's not like he's not a huge strikeout not going deep into games type of guy and even against the marlins i think i'm gonna pass yeah he's definitely he's just not very good so yeah i have i have no interest in him like there's a 4.8 implied run total against him for a reason on top of that, he's 6.8K and is not going to go over 70 pitches in all likelihood. All right, let's talk bats here. Anything standing out to you for Miami? Um, yeah, I mean, the the big bats, Duval, Aguilar, Marte, all very solid plays. I mean, Spino is not a very good pitcher to either side of the play. While he may have better underlying num- or better overall numbers versus lefties, really the underlying numbers are pretty similar to both sides of the plate, giving up over 40% hard contact, both of them. So the big bats are all very much in play and probably a little bit too cheap at 4.5, 4.1, 4.4K. Um, but rounding it out any way you really want to is not a bad move. I mean, Rojas is the one guy that's, 
priced up a little bit. Not a huge fan of him, but he's batting lead off. There's worse things that you can do than throwing him in the stack. But Alfaro, Diaz, Birdie are all super cheap in ways that you can get uh, a little bit of a cheaper stack throwing those guys in. But Duval, Marte, and Aguilar, all guys that can hit the ball hard, all guys with power, and all probably a little bit underpriced. We'll see if Marte's back in the lineup. He should be. I think it was just a day of rest, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so he should be back in there. So th- those three guys are the main ones, but the pricing on everyone else is really not too bad where you can round out a full stack. All right, Trevor Rogers, a lefty. Um, anything standing out to you here for Washington? Not really. Um, you could take a shot on Soto, even in a lefty-lefty matchup, just because he's been on a bit of a heater recently, had two more home runs tonight. But Rogers is just a solid overall pitcher, so – He's good to both sides of the plate. Everyone's kind of priced up that you would really want to play in Turner, Soto, and Bell. Like, I get there's cheap options around them and throughout the rest of the lineup. Like, maybe Harrison at 2.4K is too cheap, but everyone else is kind of priced accordingly. So, Rogers is a good pitcher. He doesn't get blown up too much. I don't really want to play these guys against him, even good hitting environment. Yeah, I mean, Juan Soto has been saying like the home run derby has helped him because he was he felt like he was hitting the ball on the ground too much, and he's just been absolutely on fire ever since the All Star break. Uh, I think he has five home runs in four games. So, I mean, I know it's lefty lefty, but I mean, he's super hot, so I don't mind taking that shot. Um, but yeah, I don't mind Washington. I think they're okay, not terrible. We got the Phillies and the Yankees. We have Aaron Nola against Domingo Herman. This game has an eight and a half total, and the Philadelphia Phillies are a 125 favorite. Any interest here in Aaron Nola? I think you kind of a little just based on the slate. Obviously, he's a very good pitcher in a very tough matchup. He's 9.5K, which is like really. It's not a bad price tag for him, but he hasn't. He was on the IL for a little bit, I think, or it might not even. It was the COVID list, but I don't think it even really mattered because of the All Star break. But he should have a normal pitch count, nine point five K, a little bit better going up against lefties than going or going up against righties, going up against lefties. Um, but his underlying numbers show a little bit of reverse splits. In any case, he's a 30% K rate guy to both sides of the play. This is an all right strikeout lineup. He's going to be facing a lot of varieties. Just bad hitting conditions, but it's Nola on a slate where you don't have good pitchers up top and you have a lot of guys that are a little overpriced. So he's not my favorite options, but he's definitely, he might be top two outside of maybe Darvish. But it's just, you're getting a slate without pitching and you're getting one of the best pitchers in the league in a tough matchup. And I think it's worth taking a shot on him at 9.5 K if you have the price or if you have the savings for it. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to remember the Yankees aren't full strength right now. Aaron judge, Ursula, uh, a couple of these other guys out, you know, because they tested positive for COVID last week, you know, right after the all-star break. So, I mean, it's a little bit easier lineup. I think Nola talent wise is one of the best pitchers on the slate. And he's 9,500. Like, he got put on the COVID list for contact tracing, but never actually tested positive. So, I think overall, I think it's a good spot for Aaron Nola. Um, and then Domingo Herman on the other side. 
I mean, how we don't really expect him to go too deep here, do we? Probably not. Um, but also, he's just he hasn't been great this season. He's saying at four point four x, but he's seven k. He's got almost a five implied. I, I might think about playing him if it weren't for the fact that it's being played in Yankee Stadium and it's going to be eighty six degrees. So it's not going to be great pitching weather. But the fact that he may not go very far into the game just makes him full on cross off. Yeah, I mean, I just he just worked relief a few days ago. Um, so we'll have to kind of see. Um, any interest here in the Phillies bats? I mean, not really paying too much attention to splits because I mean he could end up only going three innings into the game and there was a solid bullpen behind him. So honestly, like McCutcheon at 3K is not the worst play in the world. If you want to use Harper, that's fine. Like everyone's kind of just fine. Segura's too cheap at 3.3K. Hoskins probably a little too expensive at 5.2, but it just doesn't stand out. Like uh, the Yankees got a good bullpen and this is going to be a bullpen game for the most part, I think. So I'm just, unless we get news about uh, German going deeper into the game, then I'm probably going to stay away from these guys outside of the cheap bats and Segura and McCutcheon. Yeah, I mean, I don't love Philly here, especially when you have to consider pricing and then you think about like the Yankees bullpen. Like that's obviously the biggest concern for me. On the Yankees side, I mean, I don't see anybody like jumping off the page to me to play against Aaron Nola. Yeah, now Stanton's probably fine, but price where he should be. Torres is maybe a little bit too cheap at 3.5K. If you want to go real cheap, I think Giddens is 2K. But, yeah, this is Noel's a good pitcher. It's just decent hitting weather. So if you want to, that like if you want to play a few Yankees bats that are really cheap and get kind of a secondary cheap stack and stack up cores, then there's worse things you can do than going like Torres and Gittins and any other cheap guy that's in the lineup because of the COVID stuff. Uh, Boston at Toronto. We got Richards against Hatch. Um, any interest here in Richards? No. No. He's obviously since the sticky stuff not been great, but it's it's Toronto. It's, yeah, he's going to get destroyed. They have a 6.2 implied run total. I'm not paying... 7.5k for Richard just no chance yeah I mean I don't really have a ton of interest I think the bats in this game are going to be very popular again um Thomas Hatch on the other side we saw him pitch a little bit last season good strikeout stuff um he's had good strikeout stuff in AAA as well I probably won't go there um do you have any interest in him here at 4k Probably not going up against the Red Sox. I mean, they, I think they're like, it looks like it's going to be Hatch, but I think K might be going either way. I don't think I'm going to go with either of them. And the Red Sox, just solid hitters, like all the way up and down. Pricing rate. I I mean, it, it is the, looks like he'll um, go a full allotment of pitches. He's 4K. I'll probably end up playing some of them, but it's it's just it's not a great spot going up against the Red Sox. So just kind of how much Coors bats do you actually want to throw in there? 
and that'll kind of determine if Hatch is in play or not. But point per dollar stands out as a good play. I just don't know if I'm going to go that far down on this slate. All right, let's talk bats here on the Boston side, assuming the weather holds off in this game. Uh, I think this is a spot we go right back to the well on the Red Sox. Um, Talked about them a lot yesterday on the podcast and on Grinders Live, and um, you get a home run. You get a home run. Um, What are your thoughts here on the Red Sox? Yeah, I mean, Hatch grades out to be probably a slightly below average major league pitcher. Obviously, we only have about 26 innings of him in the majors. In the minors so far this season, he had a solid ERA, but he just did, like, he's getting lucky. Um, so he's going to grade out as a basically average pitcher. And based on his pitch mix, he'll probably be a little bit splits neutral. So I don't have a problem with going any of the uh, righties in this lineup. Like, Kike is probably a solid play at 3.7K. Bogarts, JD is too cheap at 4.6K. Um, but even the lefties are all in play. Like Duran's still 2.3K. He's definitely super cheap play. Got his first home run today. Renfro at 3.2K. This is just a spot where a lot of these guys are a little bit too cheap. Um, and I, like, like I said, I may end up playing some hatch at 4K because he's been priced. Um, but it's not like the Blue Jays have a good bullpen behind him. He's probably not going to go mo- much more than five innings if he's pitching well. And so Red Sox should put up a decent amount of runs here. On the Toronto side, I mean, Richards is a guy that, you know, you can always kind of target power bats against. He, you know, he's a guy that can give up home runs in bunches. Um, I mean, this is definitely a spot that I like the Toronto bats. Yeah, no, he's definitely worse against righties and lefties, giving up a 51% hard contact rate on the season. A little bit more uh, ground ball oriented towards lefties. Um, But the righties, like, Springer, Vlad, Simeon are the ones that immediately stand off, off the stand out as great plays. Like C- Springer is still too cheap at 4.6K. T Oscar is too cheap at 4.2. Vlad's just good. Simeon's just very good. Um, but realistically, you can go with almost anyone all the way up and down the lineup. Um, but I prefer targeting the righties up against them than the lefties. All right, we got the Mets and the Reds stock against Miley. Assuming that it's going to be stock, um, it sounds like they're going to call him up to pitch in this one because the Mets pitching staff is really banged up right now. Um, any interest here in stock? Not really. He's just not he, – he's not very good. He's 5.6K. If he was minimum, I might think about it, but it's a good hitting ballpark. It's going to be 87 over in Cincinnati, so – I, I would much rather target the hitters here than stock. Plus, I'm not sure if they're going to use stock or let him go that late into the game. So I, I'm i expecting 70 pitches out of him here, and he's not good enough to really do some damage against a good Cincinnati lineup in very good hitting conditions. Yeah, I just don't expect him to go deep. And, I mean, this is a really big ballpark downgrade for the Mets. Uh, Wade Miley on the other side of this game – 8,300 facing the Mets. Um, any interest in him here? Not really. I mean, they, I, I get they have a lot of lefties in the lineup, and Miley's a bit better versus lefties than righties, but 8.3K in good hitting conditions, even though he's a good ground ball pitcher. He's not a huge strikeout pitcher, so not expecting him to rack up the points here. Just too high of a price tag in this spot. If the weather was better, if it was in 
uh, New York, it might be a different scenario, but no interest with this pitching weather or this hitting weather going on. Yeah, I mean, you look at this team overall in the projected starting lineup, really high walk rates and low strikeout rates uh, against left-handed pitching this season. So I always worry about that. Wade Miley is not typically a guy that's going to go out and overpower hitters either. So that's an, always a concern as well. Um, anybody standing out to you for the Mets? Davis and Alonzo, really the only two guys. Um, more Alonzo than Davis. I mean, Alonzo go- profiles very well against him. Miley gives him a whole lot more hard contact to righties than he does. Lefties doesn't strike him out at a big clip. Pretty big ground ball picture, but Alonzo's a pretty extreme fly ball hitter going up against lefties. So it's mostly those two. I mean, you can stack just because of the weather, um, but I, I would – I mostly just want Davis or Alonzo as a one-off here. Just it's solid hitting weather, but Miley's a solid overall pitcher. Yeah. I mean, you have to kind of price shop this team because some of these guys are expensive on DraftKings and they're cheaper other places. So James McCann, another catcher that you could potentially look at here. Uh, Pilar is in the lineup. He's like 3,300. He's cheap. On the red side of things against stock, um, I mean, obviously we'll be waiting to see like if Cassianos is in the lineup or not um, dealing with that wrist injury. But I mean, I think the reds are playable here. Winker's 3,900. Nyquin is super cheap still. Um, you know, he's both those guys have been struggling, but I mean, the prices are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll play pretty much everyone and they really don't have a lot of lefties in the bullpen so Nyquin and Winker stand out as by far the two best plays but Vado pretty solid overall play India's not bad at 4k Castellanos if he's in there 4.1k is far too cheap for him like they're just priced really badly considering how good the hitting weather is here and how good the ballpark is and the fact that stocks just at at best he's going to be a league average um, pitcher when he comes into the rotation based on everything we've seen from him and his appearances in the past, which aren't a lot, but every single one, this is not a guy that's just a new prospect. He's been in the farm system since 2012. So he's not going to be a great pitcher. So this is a solid overall matchup with a bullpen full of righties. Like, yeah, load up on the lefties and Castellanos, India, Suarez are all a little bit underpriced. All right, we're rolling on here. We got Baltimore at Tampa. It sounds like it's going to be John Means pitching. Um, he sounds like he's going to be activated and pitch this game. And then we got McCallahan on the other side. Any interest here in Means? No, I, I think he only got to three innings in each of the last two of his uh, rehab starts. So I don't think he's going to go late enough in the game. He's 9.3K. Like, it's a decent strikeout matchup, but I, I just don't expect him to go late enough into the game because why would why would Baltimore do that? I mean, there's no reason. So he's probably going to be limited to 70 pitches is going to be my guess, maybe 80, and that's just not enough to get it done here. Yeah, I was going to say the only way – the only way I think we're looking at means is if we get, like, a definitive – like pitch count on him like there's something that comes out and it's like this is what this guy's going to get i think that's really the only way that i have interest here um in playing him 
McCallahan on the other side, 8,600 going up against Baltimore. He's another guy that like he's getting more and more pitches, but I mean, he's so hit or miss as far as like command and walks and everything. It's really tough to trust him. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that has to do with his last two outings going up against Toronto. Like obviously the lefty versus Toronto is not an easy spot. And like he, he does well in decent spots. He's going up against Baltimore. There's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup outside of Hayes and Mancini in Mullins if he's in there, but doesn't have the platoon split. Like this is not a great lineup. It's a high strikeout lineup. There's a 3.4 implied total going up against him. I know he's 8.6K and he might not get over 90 pitches. They tend to keep him right around 85 or so. But I still think like on this slate at this price tag, there's worse things that you can do. I plan on using a decent amount of McClanahan if I can spend up for him on this slate because I don't like a lot of other options outside of Nolan Darvish. All right. Um, bats in this game, anything stand out to you for Baltimore? No. No, McClanahan's a good pitcher. Yeah, I mean, Mancini at 4.7, probably the only guy that I have a ton of interest in here. And then on the Tampa side of things, I mean, if this game was in Baltimore, I said the same thing yesterday. If this game was in Baltimore, I'd have a lot more interest here. I just, I don't have a ton of interest um, in these bats. Yeah. I mean, they're all kind of priced up. I'm not, I'm not really against them, especially if we hear that means is going to be limited to like 60 pitches. Because if he's only going to make it three and max four innings, then bullpen behind him can obviously just be horrible at times. And there are some decent power bats. So Meadows at 4K is not the worst idea in the world. Um, Franco at 4.8K is not the worst idea in the world. But I mean, he was in the starting lineup here because obviously if if Means goes in there, pitches three innings, and they bring some righties in, there's always a chance that anyone that was platooning out could end up getting pulled. So I think I'd stay away from the guys that generally are going to get a uh, pinch hit for the lefties are going to get pinch hit for just because of the way this game could end up going. But the righties, I don't have a huge problem with. Um, so yeah, or sorry, the right opposite. You know what I was saying? <laughs> All right, moving on. We got Texas at Detroit Scoble and Dunning. Um, any interest here in Dane Dunning? I mean, I know they, he never like I, I'm a little bit confused by it. Does this total seem a little bit high at nine? Is it just me? Well, they're I mean, Detroit's limiting innings for some of their pitchers. I don't know if Scoble is one of those guys. I know um Mize was one of them. I think Scoble was another guy that like they were gonna kind of limit down the stretch here. I mean, I kind of thought too, but Mize they've been limiting for a few weeks. Scoble. He's been at 90-plus in each of his last three outings. So, I don't know. Like, still, Dunning's a decent pitcher. So, starting off with Dunning, um, I know that he can always not go that late into the game. I know he has good underlying stuff, and he could be limited to 65 pitches, 70 pitches, but he's 6.7K going up against Detroit. Detroit is obviously a pretty decent strikeout matchup. They're not as good as they were earlier on the season, but it's still a good strikeout matchup. It is going to be 80 over in Detroit, but it's still not a bad ballpark. I don't know. There's worse things you can do on this slate than play Dane Dunning because 
He's got like a 3.6 ERA. He's decent strikeout pitcher. This is not a good lineup. Again, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of these pitchers here. And so if you're trying to spend down and trying to get some cores bats, like the upside may not be that big, it's probably capped around 15 to 20, um, like probably no higher than 22, but he's got a solid matchup. He's got solid strikeout stuff and he can definitely put up a decent enough matching. He's probably not going to kill you here. So I have some interest in Dane Dunning. I just, the total is worrying me a little bit. So I might check on it in the morning because nine seems just a bit high. I mean, Kyle Gibson couldn't get the job done. Yes, I'm still very tilted. Um, imagine stock it, stacking the Red Sox and having Kyle Gibson. Hi, that's me. Um, any interest here in Scoble at 7,700? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, I will look into the potential pitch count, but I don't think he's one of them. Like, it doesn't look like they've been doing this. This is a guy with above-average strikeout stuff going up against a well-above-average strikeout team. He's been good versus lefties, struggled with the power to righties, and obviously a few of these lefty bats are the ones that you're worried about taking out of the ballpark, specifically Gallo and Lau. Um, So I really like him in this spot. Like, he's honestly a guy – you worried me about the pitch count, so I'm going to look into it more because I – It's not pitch count. It's – it's limit. innings limit, and I'm trying to find the article again. I mean, last two outings, six and five innings. I know that they're doing it with Mize, but I don't know. I'll look into it more tomorrow. If there doesn't look like there's a innings limit for him, then I'm all aboard on him. If there is, I still honestly don't hate it, because if they're going to just limit him to five or six – innings he has the strikeout stuff where he can absolutely put up a good enough outing on this pitching slate to do enough for you at a 7.7k price tag but i mean he's just a solid strikeout pitcher and the fact that a lot of the power is to lefties here and this isn't a great overall lineup i mean you can wait and see what lineup they end up rolling out they could roll out a righty heavy lineup of dolls in there holt's in there like it's not the worst idea in the world to play scooball even if he's only going to go five innings so it says pretty much they're going to be limiting him and mize to shorten shorter shorter starts but it doesn't say when it's going to start for scoble like it did for mize saying that like we already we already kind of saw that uh, it says he's expected to be restricted for a stint of games after the all-star break, but the timetable for his second round of lighter workload is undetermined. <laughs> the Tigers didn't want to shorten Mize and Schoolbull's start at the same time. So, I mean, maybe that's a positive there because, like, we already know Mize is getting a little bit less work, so maybe that's what yeah. we're kind of looking at here. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I'm just going to risk it, I think. I mean, if something comes out saying Scoble will be limited in this starting, then I'll have to rethink things. But as of right now, I, I really like him in this spot. Um, Yeah, I, I like him too. I don't really have a ton of interest in the Texas bats. I mean, Garcia at 4K is probably the guy that I have the most interest here. Yeah, Garcia would be really the only one and. It looks like this line opened at eight and it's already up to nine. 
don't know if that's just because Detroit went ham tonight, but um, in any case, no, no interest in anyone over on the uh, the Texas side of things outside of Garcia. Um, any interest here in the Detroit bats? No, just like Badu at three point one k, but it's really it. All right, moving on. We have San Diego at Atlanta. Assuming the weather is going to hold off, it sounds like it's going to be Darvish and Moeller. Um, it sounds like they're going to play their double hitter on Wednesday, if I read correctly. Um, did you see the same thing? I think that sounds right. All right, that's what it sounds like. Um, so obviously, pay attention to that because if they were to play the double header, the second game would only have seven innings. Um, I mean, but there's a lot of weather concerns again in this one because, hey, it's Atlanta and you never know. So, um, any interest here in you, Darvish? Yeah, I think he's probably the top pitcher on the slate in terms of raw points. Um, I mean, no, it's not a great matchup going up against Atlanta. I know that they have a high implied team total, but this is. Darvish is still a very good pitcher that, I mean, outside of a few bad starts, has been great all season long, saying a 30% K rate, even though there's a lower K lineup, it's not much below the league average. So, I mean, he's 9.8K. He's right there with Nola for me. Um, two of the best spend-ups on the slate. Like, it's just the way that the slate is going out, where if there were other good pitchers in decent spots, I might think about using them, but Darvish is one of the clear only aces on the slate to me. Yeah. I mean, the Atlanta lineup a little bit weaker here uh, with the Acuna injury. I think he's definitely in play here. Pretty much the same thing I said yesterday. And then Kyler Moeller, it's a lefty going up against San Diego. He has promising like talent. It's just, I don't know. I can't do it. Yeah. Not for 8.3 K like could maybe striking out guys at a pretty huge clip. I think that's going to regress a bit and it's going up against a very good Padres team with a ballpark upgrade. So no interest in more. Um, Padres bats. I mean, Tatisa Machado fam Myers. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Padres? Same thing. Like those guys, Tatis probably the best shortstops play on the slate. Machado fam Myers, all very solid plays. Don't know if I'd go with many of the lefties outside of maybe Grisham just because he's cheap. Uh, but yeah, that's it. You're targeting those right, the power righties there. Um, on the Atlanta side, I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to pick on Darvish. Uh, do you have any interest in these guys? Not really. I mean, Freeman and Jock Jams are both fine, but they're not great plays by any means. All right, moving on. We got Minnesota at Chicago taking on the White Sox over against Keuchel. Any interest here in Bailey over? Not an 8.8 gig going up against the White Sox. This is granted he's faced them, I think, what, two of his last three starts. One of them went well. One of them went very poorly. Over is a guy that's pretty solid overall prospect, better versus righties, things versus lefties. I'm going to be facing a few lefties in this lineup, probably four or five of them, depending on what lineup they end up rolling out. So, just not an overall great matchup and his price tag of 8.8 K is just far too high. 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Um, I think he's just overpriced more than anything else. Um, any interest here in Keuchel? He's fine. I mean, obviously, he's not going to strike out a ton of guys. He's not going to give you a ton of upside, but there's not a huge amount of upside guys on the slate. This is an average to slightly above average strikeout spot, depending on who ends up going into the lineup. It's an average to above average lineup right now. Um, and Keiko's a good real life pitcher that just doesn't strike guys out. So if he can make it out clean, he can put up a serviceable amount of points and he's cheap enough where he's better than most of the other options priced above him. So I'm not enthused to play him, but He's a fine overall play. Not great, not terrible, just good for the price. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in Keiko. You know, lineup is not as scary, but you still got some guys like Nelson Cruz, Josh Donaldson, Polanco, Sano, and Garver's back. So, I mean, I don't love this spot for him and kind of don't mind some of these options here for Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, you can do worse than playing Donaldson Cruz Garver is definitely too cheap at 3.6 K Kepler. If you want to throw him in, even the lefty lefty, not the worst idea in the world, 3.8 K, but like Garver is the only guy that really stands out to me. Maybe, maybe I'm scared by the 3.9 run total, but there's not really a ton of huge fly ball hitters in this lineup outside of at least versus lefties Cruz and Kepler and Blanco. Uh, any interest in the White Sox bats? Yeah, I mean, I don't mind some of the lefties here. Sheets is cheap at 3.1K. Good one's not a bad price at 4.1K. But overall, like, Ober is a good real-life pitcher. He's just drastically overpriced in this spot. and He's been pretty good to righties all season long. So I don't really want to pay 5.4K for a Bray. You don't want to pay 5.6K for Anderson. Don't want to pay... 3.5k for Ingle. So it would just be the lefties here. And that's pretty much Sheets, Collins, and Goodwin. Sheets is going to be lower on the order. So is Collins, most likely, if he gets a start. Goodwin's the only one that really stands out as a good point per dollar play. But I'll stack up the red, the White Sox at any time, especially considering they did have one massive outing against them already. Cleveland at Houston. McKenzie against Garcia. Um, any interest here in, at 8k for McKenzie? I don't think so. I mean, in a different matchup, I know that he has fantastic strikeout stuff and can get a little wild at times, but a matchup versus Houston, like strikeout upside is going to be pretty, pretty suppressed. And then like there's, they're a very patient lineup too. So I don't see many ways this goes right for him. He'd have to get pretty lucky. Um, so I'm, I don't really want to pay AK for a guy that could end up with negative five points. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, again, like AK against a team that doesn't strike out very much is, I mean, he's coming off of his best start of the season up against Kansas City, but, I mean, Houston's not Kansas City. Garcia on the other side of this game, I mean, he's expensive too. Uh, I mean, I think he's a safer option, but I don't think he is someone that is necessarily going to have the ceiling to pay off this price tag on a 13-game slate. Yeah, if you have leftover money, go ahead and play him. But don't go out of your way to play him. Like 10.4K is too expensive here. Not going to be worth it. I have no real interest in paying that price tag for him on a slate with a decent amount of bats on it. 
Um, any interest in the Cleveland Bats? Uh, it would probably just be the lefties. Uh, Garcia strikes out righties at a much higher clip, so probably just Ramirez. I mean, if you want to take a shot on Framil, that's fine, but really it's just Ramirez. Um, yeah, I don't really have a ton of interest here in Cleveland. I don't love Garcia because of his price, but I don't want to pick on him either. Um, any interest here in the Houston bats? I mean, stacks fine. Like, like I said, he can get very McKenzie can get very, very wild. I prefer the lefties more than the righties. McKenzie really struggles versus lefties walking at a 20% clip. Um, and striking him out at only 27% compared to 37% clip. Gives up a lot of fly balls to both sides of the play. Gives up more contact, hard contact to righties. But I think Brantley, Alvarez, Tucker are probably the three top plays. I mean, Brantley and Tucker are perpetually underpriced. And Alvarez is just very, very good. So a stack is very in play going up against a guy that can get really, really wild. So the lefty outfielders are my favorite. But if you want to throw in... Altuve, Correa, any of the cheap bats at the bottom of the lineup that there is every single day, that's fine too. But Stacks, a very good play against McKenzie. The lefty bats are the best ones. Cubs and Cardinals. We got Williams against Oviedo. Um, any interest here in Trevor Williams? Price tag's just too high at 9.2K. <laughs> Don't, that's I mean, it's like a going out of like we're like running out of words to say like everybody is like so overpriced right now mm-hmm. i was just saying everybody's overpriced like there's just so many and i was agreeing oh i thought i couldn't i didn't know if you said huh or oh uh-huh. no, i said so, mm-hmm. all right well um i mean you know Vito on the other side of this game i i'd be lying to you if i told you i wasn't a little interested because of how much the Cubs strike out. But I mean, this guy is not like a massive strikeout guy. So I think I'll wait for a different spot. Yeah. And I mean, he strikes up righties a whole lot more than lefties. He's not a great overall pitcher. So, I mean, the price tag's cheap, but I think there's other guys I'd rather end up going. I'd rather take a shot on Dunnings because yeah, he could, he could end up with a pretty bad outing. I mean, you look at his last, Four outings, he hasn't had more than seven points in any of them. So I, 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 I'm probably going to stay away even in a high strikeout matchup. Um, bats here, Cubs. I mean, the Cubs are very, very affordable. Yeah, yeah, some of them. I mean, bats I really want are Baez, Contreras, Bryant probably, but Rizzo is definitely too cheap at 3.8K. I mean, I know that he doesn't give up a ton of hard contact or flight balls to lefties, but the lefties in this lineup are super cheap that you can throw any of them in, but I still prefer the righty bats and bias Brian Contreras, and they're not my favorite stack. They might not even be top five, but the way that you can stack it up can be pretty cheap, so I'm not against it. And then on the Cardinals side, I mean, it's just more of Williams' price. I don't think I'm going to go out of my way to stack the Cardinals here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, going with anyone, I prefer lefties, but I really there might not there might only be two lefties in the lineup, and I don't really want to pay, play Carlson or Edmund. So 
this is probably yeah, just one of those spots where the opposing pitcher is overpriced, but he's also not bad. Yeah, he has such a big strikeout rate against righties. He just gives up a lot of hard contact. And, I mean, do I really want to play? I think if I'm playing anybody here, it's O'Neal, right? Like, I think O'Neal would be the guy that I'd look at under 4K. He has plenty of power. I think he'd be the guy you're looking at if you end up, like, wanting to one-off one of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably just staying away, though. All right, we got Seattle at Colorado. We got Marco Gonzalez against Herman Marquez. Um, any interest here in Gonzalez? No, just just no. Just just no, indeed. Um, and then I don't really have any interest in Marquez. I maybe it's I should Seattle. Yeah, I know. Maybe like... I should. Like, I just played this guy in cores the other day, and like he's been pitching. Like, all right, I do. I think I do have interest in Marquez. Yeah, I was going to say it's just you occasionally tend to write him off, but, like, this is the matchup. Like, Seattle's obviously a pretty high strikeout team. They're losing the DH, so don't forget that. Um, that's definitely a downgrade for them. Um, yeah, like, Gonzalez is just, or Marquez has just been pretty darn good this season. I mean, you look at his home road splits, and I think he's actually been better at home. Um, I don't expect that to stay, but he's still a solid strikeout pitcher and a good strikeout matchup. The temperature is what worries me because it's going to be hot over in Coors again tomorrow. Um, but just he's been good. Like his numbers in Coors are pretty close to elite. This is not a good pitching slate. So I think you have to consider him even at 8.1K just because of the way the slate is looking like. So I have a lot of him. And I think other than I'm probably up the Mariners, but I think it's still going to go on their own because people just entirely write him off in cores. Uh, yeah, the more I think about it, the more I think I have interest. Um, and I, oh, and for what it's worth, I, I still have interest in like Hanniger and Seeger too, but I think. Marquez is very playable here. I mean, I like Kyle Seager's price, 4K in court. I like everyone's price over on the Mariners. This is the exact opposite of a lot of the other pitching matchups we have. Like, everyone's cheap in this Mariners lineup. No one's expensive. Like, Hanniger's the highest. Hanniger and Seager are fantastic plays. Like, but I have no problem stacking. Hanniger and Seager are the only two standout as good plays. But you can get a very cheap stack and Coors, like Seeger, Hanniger's the only one priced over 4K. Let's just put it that way. Everyone's cheap. One of the cheapest stacks on the slate is the Mariners, which is very strange. Like, I get that they have not been good, but anytime when you can make the cheapest stack on the slate in Coors, it, it's just not right, and especially when you can throw in two of their best hitters and two of the best hitters in the league. Well, that might be a little bit of a stretch. Two of the best power hitters in the league for 4.4K and 4K. It's just ridiculous. And I love Marquez, but this is just a clear bad pricing on the Mariners. Yeah, I mean, I could see it going both ways, too. Like, I could see 
either way working out um marquez or seattle maybe even somewhat both um because of these prices any interest here in the rockies yep well yeah gonzalez isn't good bullpen behind him isn't great they're expensive but i mean i i think we're gonna see a lot of double stacking at course today for good reason (laughs) um yeah i love the rockies i mean it's it's so weird liking the rockies at this point because just how terrible they've been but yeah i think this is a good spot for colorado we got pittsburgh going up or going up against arizona we got tyler anderson against uh taylor widener any interest here in Tyler Anderson? I don't think so. Like this price tag is just too high. I mean, he's not the worst pitcher in the world. He's probably right around the league average to slightly below league average. And the Diamondbacks aren't a great lineup right now. But I'm still not playing 8.5K for him. All right. I'll say this about Anderson, okay? The price is the price stinks, but if they roll out that Rojas, Calhoun, Peralta, Smith, Van Meter lineup where he's facing like five lefties, way more interesting. Um, I think it's really going to depend on the lineup. If they, if they throw the righties in there that don't strike out a lot, Anderson, you know, very, very good against lefties, really, really bad against righties. Um, My worry is it's strikeout rate versus lefties. Like, he gets a lot of ground balls, like yeah. It, but it's, I'm not seeing a ton of upside. Like honestly, at that point, I'd rather just go with Keuchel. Widener on the other side. I mean, this is a guy that allows a lot of power, a lot of fly balls. Doesn't have a big strikeout up, like big strikeout rates. Um, any interest here in Widener? No, I mean, like he's got decent numbers on the season but his era is due for some pretty massive regression he's sitting at a 20 percent k rate like he's just not been a great pitcher so i i'm not going to pay 7.9k for an underwhelming pitcher with a 4.6 implied team total against him um i mean yeah like pittsburgh stinks but this guy i don't know any interest in the Pittsburgh Bats? Actually, I have a lot of interest in them, which I don't like. Like, obviously, Hayes and Reynolds are two very solid plays. Um, but outside of that, it's it's kind of trash. Like, Polanco's fine. Stallings is not a bad catcher. But everyone's cheap is the main thing. Like Polanco is so cheap. Everyone's cheap. Like, I don't know what lineup they'll end up rolling out, but this is a super cheap stack. And again, I don't have a ton of guys that I want to pay up for pitching, which is why it makes it a little bit tougher. I mean, I honestly will probably end up three-man stacking with Hayes, Reynolds, and name another guy, whatever one fits into my double stack. But I have a lot of interest in Hayes and Reynolds, like a lot of interest in those two, because those guys are too cheap. I don't expect to be owned. Heavily owned because Pittsburgh's been terrible, but there's a reason why they have a 4.6 implied run total. Like Widener has a solid ERA on the season, like is just getting super lucky. His underlying numbers are bad. He's giving up a 40% fly ball rate to both sides of the plate, 
over a 45% fly ball or hard contact rate to both sides of the plate. Like Reynolds and Hayes have a ton of pop. This is a huge plus matchup for them. And then everyone else is just so cheap on this lineup. You can throw anyone in there if you need to. And I just plan on doing that with double stacks. It's just that simple. Um, Arizona. They're cheap, but like you said, Anderson may not strike out a bunch of lefties, but he is very good versus lefties. So I don't want to play Ross. I don't want to play Calhoun. I don't want to play any of these lefties in this lineup. The only two people I would consider are Escobar and Walker. And I guess Walker is fine. He hasn't been great this season, but Escobar is 5.7K. Like, I have no desire to pay that for him. It's just a ridiculous price tag. So I've, I will, in all likelihood, not have a single Diamondbacks batter today. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, Nick Ahmed, maybe. Maybe like if, if it's all those lefties, I just, I don't know. I don't have a ton of interest in them. Does that make sense? I think that makes sense. Um, yeah. All right. We got Alex Wood against Josiah Gray, San Francisco, Adelaide, checking on the Dodgers. Um, any interest here in Alex Wood? Not for 10K going up against the Dodgers. He's obviously started out the season great and has definitely faltered quite a bit. Um, recently he's lost a lot of his control, uh, has put up three decent outings in a row, but he's not at like since mid May, late May, he's been a worse pitcher. And yes, he put together for the last few, but it's against Oakland, Arizona, and St. Louis. Like he's had good matchups over the last five, six starts and the control still hasn't been there. He's gotten a little bit lucky with wins and not giving up a whole lot of Earned runs, been lucky with Babip. Um, so I, I'm not paying 9.9K for him going up against the Dodgers. Josiah Gray, the top pitching prospect for the Los Angeles Dodgers, um, was drafted by the Reds. And um, I mean, this guy, he, I don't know if they wanted him to come up this year. Everything that I read about him before the season started was like next year was kind of when they projected him. A lot of raw stuff. He has like a, a like a, a hitch in his delivery, um, which might throw these guys off the first or second time through. Um, he's 4,700. And I mean, I haven't, I, I can't remember the last time I played a pitcher against the Giants, but with, belt on the il crawford going down um and, and like being put on the il like you're really worried about posey and yaz i think at this price tag josiah gray is very much in play on the slate yeah i'm a little bit worried about how late he's gonna go into the game um can't remember where i was reading but i think it, like how if he'll be more of a starter or a long reliever um is kind of dependent on how much they have to use their bullpen tonight. Um, I don't know. I, I, I literally just read that somewhere. I don't, can't remember where, but uh, probably on DraftKings. Uh, so I think regardless, he's 4.7K. He's got good strikeout stuff. He's a solid prospect. He grades out to be a pretty darn good major league 
pitcher right away. So yeah, 4.7K. If I'm thinking about using um, Hatch, I'll definitely think about using Josiah Gray. Just, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to spend up my money for because I have a lot of guys that I like that are cheap. Yeah, I mean, I think I was looking at it before we got started and he pitched July 15th in AAA and threw four and two thirds. Um, I mean, he threw four innings, the, the, like a start before that. So I would guess like five innings is super doable at this price. I think that is super fair. Um, I mean, yeah, I think that's all, that's all I got. Um, I mean, it's obviously a risk, right? Like, you know, anytime you're taking a guy making his debut and without like concrete news on like his pitch count, um, I mean, that I think that's the biggest thing. So I think he's very playable here. And that's only like if we don't get news that like he's only going to throw like a few innings. Um, What are your thoughts on the Giants bats? Anything? Not really. They're all priced where they should be. He's a solid overall prospect. There's a solid bullpen behind him. So I'm I'm out on him. Yeah, I mean, I think you can, you can take shots on Yaz at 4,400 or Posey at 4,400. But outside of that, I don't really have a ton of interest here in the Giants. Uh, Alex Wood, I mean, when you're looking at the Dodgers against Alex Wood, I think the guys you want to play are just – they're so expensive. Will Smith is 5,100. Taylor's 53. Turner's 56. Like who's cheap enough on the Dodgers to play against Alex Wood, AJ Pollock at 37. Yeah. If they're super underpriced, I could, or super under owned. I could see doing that and rolling out with like double stacking them with the pirates or the Mariners. Like, it's not the worst day in the world. I know Alex Wood has put up pretty good surface numbers lately. Um, but like I said, the underlying numbers, he's not been great. It's going to be 80 over in LA. So the price tags do not reflect. They're not good point per dollar play. We'll just put it that way, but they may be a good tournament stack just because they are so good. And you can throw a turn. We'll see if Betts is in there, but you can throw a turn in there. Smith, like all these big hitters and, they can put up a huge outing at any given time, and I, I'm guessing they're going to go completely unknown. And it's not that hard to fit them in when you consider how many cheap stacks you can get outside of it. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Um, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? Uh, Scoball. Well, I think that's like the guy you probably take here. I'll go Dane Dunning just because he has a better matchup uh, over 8k to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Trevor Williams. All right. I'm going to say over. I think he's way too expensive today. Over 4k to hit a home run. That's not in cores. Who do you got? I'm going to go with Vlad. I'm going to go Raphael Devers. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Byron Reynolds. Brian Reynolds. All right. I'll go Kyle Tucker, and one of those hits is going to be a home run. Give me a stack to score six or more runs today. 
I'm going to go with trying to find something off the board. I'm not. Uh, I'm going to go with the Reds. Oh, I was going to take the Reds too. Good one. Um, I'll go with the Blue Jays. Yeah, I was going to say the Reds or the Blue Jays, but I was worried about the weather because I also was like thinking Red Sox. Um, so, yeah. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I'm ready for bed. All right. Well, you've been traveling a lot, buddy. You enjoy your sleep. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball to be Keith on the podcast tomorrow. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. See you, kids.